Welcome everybody. It is what what is this? It is <laughs> this Wednesday is after Christmas. There you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Wednesday after Christmas. Last time we'll get together like this. It is this is not Christmas Day. No, this is not Let's Christmas start Day. Over. Let's just redo this whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. Ready? Hi everybody. Good to be with you again. Thank you so much for being a part of this uh, podcast, this video. We're really glad to jump in and talk about what went on over the weekend little deeper look into uh, just what God did over the weekends over Thursday and Sunday so we had a great uh, time Christmas Eve coming out of that uh, Christmas time in this kind of weird week of the year <laughs> yeah. when nothing much is happening and everybody's hanging out some some are anyway hanging out with family and doing different things so it feels like that week is just for us you run up so hard oh, on gosh. Christmas Eve and it's so much work and then boom, three Christmas Eve services, you know, and then, you know, Sunday being online, it seemed like such activity and then it's like, let's catch our breath and all of a sudden the new year's here. That's right. how it feels to us, yeah. but uh, everybody has their own routines, but thank you for being here. It was a uh, it was a great weekend for us. Uh, Christmas Eve has really become one of those uh, one of those weekends, one of those services that we really get geared up for. Um, you know, we haven't been doing a Christmas Eve service very long. We've only been doing it for a couple of years. I think the first one we started was back in uh, 2019. I believe was our first one. And so, man, we just been excited about jumping in there. And this year, uh, we had a great time uh, going with the idea of story. And uh, I believe that, if I remember correctly, the the title of it was uh, "Once Upon a Time at Christmas." Yes. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And so, uh, really playing off of the idea of stories and how powerful they are, and then being able to tell uh, the Christmas story. Why? Why do you think stories are so powerful? They, I think, stories just touch something deep within us. Um, can't remember how many stories there are. There are, and I can't even remember the terminology. There are like <laughs> ten great story types out there. Okay. It may not even be ten. Yeah. I know it's out there. How many great stories are different categories? You know, there's the heroine. You know, there's the damsel in distress. There's the the uh, guy on, uh, down on his luck that makes good. You know, yeah. the Horatio Alger type stuff. There's just uh, all kinds of stories. They touch something deep inside of us. I think it just. They're things that resonate in the story. Jesus used them like crazy, you know. Michael, why do you think we gravitate towards towards stories so much? I don't know. I guess it's because they're relatable. Okay. Like they kind of feel like, you know, you could be in, you insert yourself into the story as a character. Yeah. Whether you fit that role or not, you know. At, at Christmas time, and it, it seems like at Christmas time is one of those times that stories really show up, right? We got the classics that we all, you know, all kind of gravitate back towards too. Whether it's, uh, you know, it's a Wonderful Life or The Grinch or Charlie Brown's Christmas, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But then Hallmark's making a killing off of telling stories or telling the same story in different, yeah, <laughs> with different Singular, characters, different mediums, <laughs> different different cities and different country towns and that kind of deal. But uh, but we all gravitate towards these stories, but. For us, it always comes back to uh, the story of the birth of Jesus, and that's really what we celebrate back here at Christmas time. It's what we walk through with our Christmas series, but it's where we camped out with uh, at the Christmas Eve service as well, was focusing on the idea of telling the story of the birth of Christ and how powerful that is and how every other story kind of becomes, it comes out of that at a Christmas time as well. There's this guy named Robert, Robert, I think it's Robert McKee, who's considered kind of the uh, godfather of screenwriters in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called Story. People pay, they did, I don't know that he offers it anymore, but they paid 
thousands of dollars to go out and spend, maybe tens of thousands to go out and spend a week with him, just learning how to tell stories. Hmm. And and there's such power in stories. Yeah. I watched uh, months ago. I was watching a, a reaction video, which is really seems kind of sad on the surface. <laughs> I'm watching people watch a video, which is. <laughs> Anyway, my kids do that when they're watching other kids play with other people's toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, really out there living life to the fullest, aren't we? But anyway, it was a reaction video to the uh, Star Wars Mandalorian. Yeah. And, uh, without ruining that for anybody who may not have seen well, it, there's this. There's you can this, ruin it. It's, it's, been out it's old, but there's this big reveal kind of at the end of that that uh, that season, I guess, and and they showed this these really passionate Star Wars fans watching this big reveal and it just blew me away at how I mean we're talking grown-ups adults some of them big bearded burly men were crying at that because hmm. they get to see this character who they remember in there maybe many of us in their childhood just coming back in a very special way and I watched that and I said wow there is so much power in storytelling. Yeah. This generation responds to great stories. And whatever you think about Star Wars or whatever else, stories are incredible. They grip people's hearts. Michael said something as well that we we put ourselves in a story. Mm -hmm. One of the elements of a of a successful um, TV show and possibly other genres is in a good story, there tends to be, in many of them anyway, there tends to be a character in there that is you, the viewer. Right. There's a character in there, and you see all the other crazy characters through the eyes of the one guy. It may be the straight man, you know, mm -hmm. the guy who you tend to identify with him, and you watch him reacting to the craziness around him, in, in ways that are relatable to you, how would, and I guess a good storyteller asks, how would a normal person react to this crazy guy coming in? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's what happens. Yeah. It's like you insert yourself in it through the eyes of a character. And they almost give you a character, they, they give you a character that's a vehicle to your uh, identification with that story. Hmm. Yeah, like, uh, like in the office, it's Jim. So Jim would be the normal like guy. Like he's the normal guy and there's all this wild stuff happening around him and you're kind of like watching his reaction to everything that's going on, you know? So it's kind of like me in our office yeah. situation. <laughs> I'm just kind of responding yeah. to everybody's craziness around me. I don't know. <laughs> Is that how it works? That's how it works in my head. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm sure. In the Andy Griffith show, which is yeah, older, it's Andy. It's, it's Andy. Yeah. You got Andy at the center of everything and you got... Barney and Floyd and everybody else sure. acting crazy and doing funny things and you kind of you kind of start to look at it through his lens and say wow what a crazy world but it's a fun world to be in you know but, but the stories are so powerful and we we've looked at some great ones over Christmas Eve yeah. some really uh, great Christmas uh, movies and stories whether you like them or you not you don't those stories get so identified with Christmas you know, I did see a video where uh, I'm making it sound like I sit around and watch videos all day. I watch this video. I watch that video. <laughs> I, 
I saw one where Bruce Willis got up and declared that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, I think he was put up to that. I don't think I, I don't think he actually believes that. Do you believe Die Hard is a Christmas I movie? I do. I've never seen Die Hard. I'm sorry. I have no idea even either. what it's about. Well, then I guess I have to be the expert here. <laughs> then I say yes. I'm the only one, I'm the only one who's seen it. it. So yeah. the only yeah. one that can confirm. Right I'm sure now. glad that we could confirm that here on this yeah. Uh, yeah. this uh, video cast as well. But yeah, very maybe, important. To this. Maybe getting back to Christmas Eve and uh, it's Christmas. you know, uh, yeah, it's you, Christmas. Know, uh, you know, our our stories that we're telling of of the, uh, the the story of the birth of Christ as well. I think the other thing is is that to keep in mind is that. Uh, while we looked back at the Christmas story and the story of Jesus entering to the world in a, in a human form, uh, he's also using our lives to tell a story as well, that we get to play a role in a story that's being told. And, and there's some power that it comes in that. There is truth that's being revealed in that. We've all got our own character flaws in the midst of that as well. But Jesus is still using us to tell, to tell a story, and hopefully that story points back to him. He certainly is. Um... He certainly is. Our lives are a story. Somebody said your your life is a book that people read. Yeah. And they do read that. They watch what you do. They watch how you act and how you live. That's uh, it's reality. Michael, when you think about our Christmas Eve services, what was your favorite part? Gosh, I don't, man, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... I don't know. I, I think there was a lot of different like, elements yeah. that went into it. I, 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 I think know. I liked the, obviously liked our staff video. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> staff video was pretty good. Yeah. It's always funny. That single's probably never coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I liked just, I don't know, I like looking back at all the, like, classic movies yeah. and their stories. Yeah. And, Kind of just running those up besides the real story, why we celebrate Christmas. I, I like all that. Yeah. I, I like looking at all the... Right, Christmas time is such a cool time anyway where it feels like like the whole world just, like, just decides to like be in a good mood and like celebrate something. Right. Um, so I like looking back at all the classic stories and kind of running those up against like, yeah, the, the real story. Very good. How about you? Do you have a favorite moment from our Christmas Eve services? <laughs> Did I have a favorite moment yeah. from our Christmas Eve services? Yeah. What, what I, love the, I, okay. I love the, uh, I love the, going into it, I just love the whole focus on stories. You know, I've seen the books that we're going to yep. do, the projection, you know, that's going to be really cool, um, all that, and just the idea of Jesus' story. We're looking at, you know, what uh, it's the Grinch mm -hmm. and the uh, Elf we're mm -hmm. looking at, which you've wanted to do a Christmas series based on Elf somehow. I just for think it's. Years. I just think it's there. I mean, I, I, just, I, I know, mean, folks. That has been next year. That has been great. Give us a comment. Year. What our Christmas service should be next year? Listen, <laughs> I don't want it just to be the Christmas Eve service. I want it to be the Christmas series leading uh, okay. up to Christmas. Now, before well. you go crazy, it's all going to be from the Bible. Understand this. We're yeah, going to be taking look. the script from Elf and no. making it into. A sermon, yeah. but uh, we can. There are so many elements. There are so many elements in there to come out of that movie. It'd be great. Well, tell us one. Well, I mean, there is. <laughs> okay, so what is the whole? What is the whole theme of the movie? It is the idea that Buddy the Elf is on the search for his real father. I mean, he's. Trying, I mean, uh, yeah. is that and not? Is that not something that just jumps out <laughs> and screams? 
Hello, Jesus. I mean, you know, is that not pointing us back towards the That's Father? Really cool. yeah. uh, there's... So many of these movies do. They really do. Well, and I... think about It's a Wonderful Life. You know, it's what would the world have been like if I hadn't lived? No. And it speaks to the value of every human life. Yeah. Powerful story. Think about The Grinch. I haven't watched The Grinch for years. I remember it when I was a child, but yeah. I just haven't watched it for years. But you just see the conversion. Uh, literally, you see the heart growth, you know, literally. And yeah. you see... You see a, a Grinch, and I think we all have some Grinch lurking down in there that, that Christ can change. I mean, you've got that. Uh, there's just so much, uh, there's so many powerful stories around Christmas. Uh, I think that's what points back towards why we did, why we're kind of going this route for Christmas Eve anyways, with it being, you know, once upon a time of Christmas, is because all of these great movies, all these great stories that we look back on fondly, they all have an element of our faith that is intertwined in them as yeah, well. And so it's good. easy to pull Jesus and his birth yeah. through that, which is, why, which is why, you know, we're kind of even going this route this year. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the actual Christmas story, Jesus' birth? What's the part of that story that jumps out to you the most when you hear it every year? It's different every year, I think. So, uh, it really is. Uh, I don't know really how to answer that. There's so many. The The setting is always really powerful to me. The nativity scene, we talked about it a lot over this Christmas season. Uh, my mom loved those things, mm -hmm. and I've got them. I probably mentioned that. I bought one for Christmas. I love those things. I just love to look at it. It's just something so powerful about I love how you've got the, the good nativity scenes, you've got the baby Jesus, and everything points to him. Yeah, he's yeah. at the center of it. You've kind of got the choice when you buy it, how you're going to set it up. Mm -hmm. You really don't. Yeah. I mean, the only right way to do it is set it up. And you've got the old Mr. Bean video, which I also love so much. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> go watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, the Mr. Bean thing, he, he, he gets in a uh, he gets in a department store, and they've got a nativity set there. And he starts, there's toys all around, so he starts moving these toys in and out of the nativity set, and actually a dinosaur comes in, and then he gets a helicopter to rescue Jesus out of it. I mean, it's pretty funny, yeah. really. I don't think there's anything sacrilegious about it, but I just thought, man, Mr. Bean taught us something. When the real world gets involved with a nativity scene, what <laughs> happens, you know? But I guess I just love that, that whole scene, the whole thing of nativity. It's just, yeah. and thinking about God as a baby, just think about that for a minute. Yep. God in human flesh started as a baby. I can't even wrap my mind around what that was like to, for Mary and Joseph to raise a child sure. who was the very son of God. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thinking about that to <laughs> God to expand our mind. Talk about too, like they said, I think Mary was like 16 or something. How old was she, they say? Younger than that. So like 15. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess we don't know. We don't know, but yeah. No, she wasn't no. like, you know, she was super young. Typically, right. they married girls really young. Joseph was probably that age. A, a little bit older, but still really young. And I, I enjoy, I kind of laugh at how we talk about like silent night all the time about how it's kind of not a great representation of probably what that night was they like it was a holy night definitely because of what was happening right. but in the physical world it could not have been a less holy night or silent night you know the song does speak to the peace of god that's yeah, in sure. our hearts because of what happened there yeah but i don't think 
I mean, she maybe the night itself after he was born was silent and peaceful. It may have been, but his birth brought a lot of turmoil. There was like it was a, like a fifteen-year-old giving birth in like a barn, and they had to put him where like pigs eat. You know, yeah. that's not exactly. And then they he was trying to get murdered. Like yeah. the king was trying to kill him. So I mean that's. There's a lot. It is a holy night, obviously, because of what was happening. But I, I was laughing in the physical world. Gosh, it was probably it, just crazy. Like it, it was probably nothing like we picture it in our in our modern day depiction. And then Bethlehem and the area surrounding after the birth of Jesus was brutalized by the killing of all young men. Yeah, two years and younger. Yeah. There's an Old Testament scripture that was fulfilled in this where it says about the women of Ronna, Bethlehem, weeping for their children, right. not being comforted. That's actually a messianic prophecy from the Old Testament. So um, it was a tough yeah. scene, yeah. a tough situation for that city. They didn't feel very blessed initially that the Messiah was born right. in that town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of see why after yeah, that. Yeah, after all that's going on. Really. Anyway, it, Christmas Eve has become this wonderful time for us. Yeah. You know, uh, we, I didn't want to do it for years. Yeah. I, I didn't, we had our very firmly entrenched Christmas Eve traditions right. in our family. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how it was. So I, I viewed it through that lens. Uh, my wife was telling me forever, uh, we need to do a Christmas Eve service. Everybody, we need to do a Christmas Eve service. And I resisted it because I just didn't think it'd work. I thought, everybody around here just has their traditions, you know. We thought we'd try it one year. I kept hearing it. Yep. You know, we finally said, okay, let's just do it. It's, let's try it. Well, the first year, it was full. Yeah. People showed up like crazy and people got saved. Yeah. And you fill the place up and people get saved. Yeah. And we won't do it again. Might, yeah. Yeah. So we did it again, and it's, you know, I think the second year was maybe the year we hit uh, COVID. That was right. Uh, yeah, yep. we had a great, big, wonderful service plan, and I diagnosed, I, yep. I was diagnosed yeah, that's with COVID. Right. Yep. Uh, went online. 23rd, <laughs> and everything went online, because yep. you had had COVID right before yep. that. Then last year, we came back and did two, Yep. and uh, that was just, last year was spectacular, beautiful. And then going into this year... You know, we're doing three, and it's just so much fun. It's become for us, it's only year four, but it's become a tradition for us that I so look forward to. I right. really do. I wish we'd done it sooner. Yeah. I'm excited about doing it from now on. There you go. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we'll kind of bring this one to a close uh, for this time around. Yeah. Uh, Excited about uh, as we end up and begin to wrap up uh, 2022 and then look ahead to 2023. It's going to be a good time for us. Really excited about what God's going to be doing and yes. excited about continuing these conversations with you guys and some year. of the rest of our staff as well as we do these sermon recap videos. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank and you. Uh, we will see you soon.